0: Audio Frontier
1: This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden Midfield
2: Dynamo and Average Actor. Chris Toll. Target man suspicious character.
1: And
0: See the
1: Welcome to Football Daft. It is the Daftest Scottish Football Podcast around. I am producer John, and I'm just going to say, let's welcome the team, but it's more of a tag team today. Uh, so, over on my left hand side, tagging with me today, he really enjoyed the Derry Girls finale on Wednesday night. It's Chris Toll. How are you doing, John? I'm okay, Chris. You've, I've actually, we've come onto the podcast, we've not even talked about a certain football match that happened last night and you, surprisingly you've not I thought when you came onto this podcast you'd have a big smile on your face you'd have lots of chat a lot of wind up banter but it's not happening because I've been there
2: yeah and I, I know how you're feeling and ripping into them is not going to achieve anything do you know what I mean Ripping into them is not going to achieve anything it's just it was a it was a great achievement for them to get there in the first place. Yeah. And they know their luck a fair bit. Ibrox was a fortress and it turns out that your man that was on last week was absolutely right. You know what I mean? It's like, without without the cauldron at Ibrox, they're, they're not the team that, that they look to be when they're playing at Ibrox. So it's a great achievement for them to get there, but, you know, that's the first
1: Champions League qualifier out the way. So they've got they've got another couple to go through. Um, obviously Gradle and Stephen are MIA. Uh, Stephen is in transit. We don't know where Gradle is. The last we saw of Gradle was on a video of him singing "Lifted" by the Lighthouse Family. That was on Tuesday night. We've seen pictures on social media since then. Uh, Stephen, we've had a wee bit more back from. Um, but they were both uh, at the game last night. Stephen sent us a wee video message, which you'll be able to see on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football where they've been doing a wee civil diary for us. And you can just feel for them. Well, as a football supporter, you know, we've all been there, like you say, Chris. Probably moment, you know, moments going back in Celtic. Certainly, from a Falkirk's perspective, it's been a lot worse for me. I mean, using, I mean, losing a Euro, Europa League final would be like fucking all my dreams come true. But um, it, it's, <laughs> it is so hard. You know what it's like when you you go into the, that big game, and especially when it comes to penalty shootouts, it's just such a cruel way to lose a game. Everybody knows
2: the script, John. You know if it. If it goes by extra time, it's penalties. Now, you always hear people saying it's a lottery, it's this, it's that. See teams at practice. The more they practice, the luckier they get. And you can tell that that penalty shootout out last night. You can tell that Eintracht had been
1: practicing their penalties. Some of their penalties were unbelievable. Just, I, I mean, it was the, the absolute commentator's taint. McCoy's before it saying there'll be no there's no better in the world than Alan McKeag at saving penalties. He never he hear one. one. No, he, he did. He did the second last one. Aye, he got Aye. He got a fingertip on.
2: But I've never seen penalties like it, John. Honestly, the, the quality yeah. of the penalty kicks was unbelievable.
1: I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about the game when Stephen and will get back on Rangers staff next week as we kind of go into the Scottish Cup final, which we'll get onto a bit later on. But you know, the the game as a whole, it was fairly. I mean, Frankfurt probably over the, in the 90 minutes were probably the better team. because I, I, I know you didn't see the game because you were too busy watching Derry Girls. So this is true, by the way.
2: True story. I didn't see any... I've seen the last... the second half of extra time in the penalty shootout. That's yeah. what I've seen.
1: But um, Rangers, I mean, across the game, Frankfurt probably edged it. Um, but I, over that extra time, Rangers were the better team in that... chat. I don't know if Chris, Chris, you would have seen the chance at the end for Ryan I Kent. Did. I mean, just... That, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? Do you know something, right?
2: Well, I was saying earlier on, the Rangers rode their luck a wee bit to get to where they were, right? A lot of their goals were deflections and this, that and the other. And even their goal last night, the defender trips himself up.
1: Yeah, oh, that was man. mental. He was like, take a dive.
2: See... When that, when Ryan Kent missed that chance, I knew that they weren't going to win it.
1: I think you knew when it went to penalty shootouts and Aaron Ramsay was brought all off the bench. Yep. You, and you just, when he stepped up, you just thought, oh my God, this, this is written in the stars. You know, obviously, the, you know, the, all the celebrations that came with him signing for Rangers. Obviously, he's turned out not to be the player that they hoped he would be. Then he comes off the bench. I mean, I don't know if he kicked the ball before he kicked the penalties. For me, and I don't know about you, what you think in this, Chris, bringing someone off the bench for a penalty, I'm not for that. For me, they need to be in game mode. They need to be playing the game. They need to get the It's like you need to warm up. And then I don't know if he even kicked the ball before he got that penalty. Well,
2: do you remember the Euros final at Italy and England? Yes, England brought on two players just before the penalty shootout, and they, neither A2 of them touched the ball, and both of them missed their penalties.
1: That's right. I mean,
2: now, I, they've learned nothing from that, and it's like I said, maybe, maybe in training, you know, what I mean, they've been practicing penalties, and Ramsey's been hitting them and scoring left, right, in the centre. Like but it's different doing it on a training field than it is doing it in the cauldron that they were in last night. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, it, and by the way, it was it was a poor penalty and in all fairness it was a poor penalty right but I think it was Tavern there had the exact same penalty at the start and it went in so it's just your Donald the way the goalie goes really
1: I mean we're going to talk more and more about the Europa League final Uh, we're going to be on Football Daft Focus today uh, talking to Rangers supporters and uh, Absence of uh, Steven and Grado, because obviously Grado is just, God knows where Grado is. Uh, but we'll be talking to a couple of Rangers supporters on Football Dad Focus a bit later on. I want to get more in-depth with them, just to see where they'll get on. I think the subs last night were pretty poorly judged. I thought Kamar Roof should have been on a lot earlier. And actually, when you're bringing on the boy Sands in front of Aaron Ramsey, you're like, what? Strange moves. But I love to talk about. uh, We'll talk about that with the Ranger Sports when we get to them a bit later on. Um. After the game uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst said, with penalties it's a lottery, Chris, you would argue against that. Uh, tonight we went on the good side. I can't complain with everything my players gave today. If you play a lot of big finals, you'll have memories that last forever when you win them, but when you lose it will hurt a lot. I lost a World Cup final. It's a big fucking clang there, Gio. Um, we have to move on. We have a big game on Saturday and next season we have to start all over again. Like I say, we'll get into the Scottish Cup final a bit later on in the show as well. Talk about that as well. But what else has been happening in Scottish football, Christopher Toll? I'll tell you, the Red Litties. Oh, talking about penalty shootouts. Friday I'll night. Absolutely. Nine men in and they got beaten on pens. And the the one guy you just... <laughs> <laughs> then it's again Bobby Lynn absolute arbroath legend. I think he's got his testimonial this year as well, and he missed his penalty man. It's the oh. same.
2: It's the same thing that happens with every penalty shootout. It's always the big superstar. even going back to USA '94, it was Baggio Remember, yeah, Collins over the bar, the best player in the world at that point, probably. Um, last night, Aaron Ramsey, the big superstar, that was brought in for Juventus. Played, uh, played for huge teams and stuff like that. Nobody ever thought that somebody like that could come to Rangers. Angels. That's happened, and Bobby Lynn, the minute he stepped up,
1: I know. You I, just, I went. I, I, he's missing.
2: He's missing this. I knew it, man. I, I absolutely know. knew it. I know. It's,
3: got it. it's a
2: shame, but you know, they took it. They took it with dignity. Um, it's a. You'll probably not see a growth in that position. Yeah. If ever for a long, long time. You know, yeah. so fingers crossed they can, they can get another go next season because it's a bit of a fairy tale,
1: isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, they're keeping... The good thing from our both is perspective is they're keeping a lot of those players. I've seen a, a few of them have got bigger, longer deals and Dick Campbell looks like he'll be staying at the club uh, as well. So that that's good news for our Arbroath and we'll see how they do on next season. It means, however, though, Inverness go through to the playoff against St. Johnston. Chris, what are you thinking there?
2: I really couldn't care less, mate, to be honest
1: with <laughs> oh, you. Uh,
2: no, it's two it's two teams that just St Johnson probably on the on on the balance here, they don't deserve to be in the Premier League. You know what um, I mean? Cali Thistle so, where did they finish? They finished third
1: or fourth? Uh in the they finished third.
2: Right. So you know, I don't like this playoff thing. It should be two up, two down. That's all it should be.
1: But it gives, it does give a bit of excitement. What I would say about the championship playoff, Chris. This, you know, fourth place, third, then third place, second. It, it's all stacked in favour of the Premiership side, which I think is absolutely shocking. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. if they, like you say, if they're going to do a playoff two up two down i believe there's some ridiculous to say i don't know if this is still the case but the scottish championship is the only league in europe where there's not a definitive promotion for the second place that might be wrong that might be wrong but um yeah it's it's, it's a strange one it's a strange one and um i i just think st Johnston. i think i've got too much in the locker f- for for I, I don't know because
2: Billy Dodds has got Inverness playing well, even when they were when they were down to uh, nine men. Which, by the way, what about the decisions for Callum? Oh, a,
0: cu- a, week- a couple of
2: weeks ago, I'm, I'm <laughs> bumming him up as the best referee that we've got. Oh, he, act- he actually goes to run away, and then I think <laughs> a, a wee switch goes off, and he said he's like, I can send somebody off here, your beauty. And he just <laughs> runs over, and he sends the boy off. It's a shocking decision, man. I
0: know.
2: Shocking decision, but and that that also goes to to our point that we've been making all season, I've given him the benefit of being the best referee, and that's the sort of performance that he's putting in. So the standard of refereeing in Scottish football is absolutely abysmal. It really is, man.
1: It's uh, so we'll hopefully gets better next season. Um, joining uh, Falkirk in League One, or sorry, joining. Um whoever loses in the championship is Queen's Park. They're up to the championship yep. after beating Airdrie in extra time. I'm quite happy uh, that they've gone out of League One because they've got a great budget. And um, I think they would be troublesome if they were to be left down in League One. So Queen's Park up to the championship. And that can, that's two promotions in a row for them. Um, so it means, you know, that after turning from... From amateur into a professional club, they're certainly on the up. You know, a new stadium should be ready for next season, though. I went past Leicester Hamden recently and it certainly doesn't look like an, it's going to be in any state to be inhabitable uh, by the start of next season, that's for sure.
2: No, nah, they might still be at uh, for Hill.
1: Again, I don't um, I think this will have said them because of the state of the Fur pitch this season. I think this will have right. said no to it, but we shall see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have it, they'll get it sorted uh, for next season. Um, Edinburgh up into League One as well. Looking forward to a wee away trip through because they'll be in Meadowbank Bank next season. The free v- oh. Vand- Red o Bank in near uh, Edinburgh, so a nice wee, wee, wee away stadium, Meadowbank Stadium. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously old Meadowbank Thistle Stadium, which obviously turned into Livingston. Livingston, um, and now the revamped Meadowbank, so nice wee away trip that, uh, Chris, I have to say, get off at Waverley, a few pints yeah. on the way down to the ground, it's a nice wee walk down to the ground. so right, so I went to see the Foo Fighters in there. <laughs> I've seen a couple of gigs there as well, Muse, I went to see there. It's uh, good Nine Inch Nails. Elton John, I went to see Elton John in the <laughs> bank as well, there you go. Uh, from Muse to Elton John. Um, so, aye, so, that's, the, it's all done and dusted now, we've only got the Scottish Cup left and uh, the Championship playoff, so we will wait and see what happens over the next week or so. Uh, other big news just breaking today is that Lee Johnson has signed a four-year deal to become Hibs manager uh, after an incredibly thorough and vigorous search, said uh, Chairman Ron Gordon. Um he played for Hearts. He played for Kamara. Do you remember him? At either of the clubs, Chris. Did he have a baldy heat No, he doesn't have a baldy head. No. no.
2: I don't remember
1: him. No. 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 Um, well, anyway, he is been in charge of Bristol City, Barnsley, Oldham, uh, and was dismissed by Sunderland in January. um There, I don't know. I have to hold up my hands and don't know much about his. Time as a manager, um, but he's, he's certainly, you know, so if he's been at St. John, uh, Sunderland, he's going to, you know, Somebody hear, else hear went to Sunderland the herbs. yeah, well, Jack Ross, well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to scout down to see if we can get his management's career statistics and his win ratio. Here we go, Chris. Uh, Oldham, 35% win ratio, Barnsley, 39%. Bristol City thirty eight, and it's Sunderland he had a fifty one point three percent win ratio, but obviously at that club it needs to be more than that. So interesting appointment. Um apparently, you know, Ron Gordon said there were a number of high quality managers interested, we analyzed them all thoroughly. The candidates were interviewed in depth before we unanimously came to the decision that Lee was perfect fit for us. You're the, the
2: candidates were all thoroughly investigated and interviewed until we decided about what which one was the cheapest. That's what's yeah. happened
1: there. Do you think there was any truth? I'd love to see if there was any truth in the Keen thing. I, I've, I've heard the as
2: well.
1: Yeah, I've Koku. I heard was getting interviewed. I heard Keane was getting interviewed. There was talk of Jean Dal Thomason. The Hib supporters were getting very very excited about that. No wonder. Yeah. No
2: wonder. You know what I mean? It, Straight away, that, that gives a uh, narrative to next season as well, because Thomason obviously was a bit, you know, a bit of that with Rangers when when um they put them out of the Champions League qualifiers, you yeah. know? so straight away, Rangers versus subs games are going to be huge events as well, but I just, it, 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 this just reeks a uh, public to me, it, it does, John, it, do you know what? Do you understand where I'm coming from? You yeah, you like no, the,
1: no, no, I know, mean, I know. I mean, again, I don't know how good this, how Lee Johnson's going to do. I it? He might, he
2: might do well, but thirty-five at average there, you're looking at what maybe at the most forty percent win rate is a. Yeah, as a manager. It's it's not good enough.
0: Yeah, and
2: people, people, Hibs are a big side, right? But yeah. there's when you're bringing in people like this, and especially an ex hearts player as well. What's happened to that club, man?
1: Aye, <laughs> but it's, it's they've had a I mean, obviously it went through three managers, they're only a third man this season. Um they should
2: never have sacked Jack Ross.
1: No, they shouldn't have they shouldn't have. No hip support, my my father in law a hip support and he said the football was murder at the start of season. He was amazed. You know how they did so well at the start of season. He was amazed. He said the football was absolute murder. So um yeah, I but you, you know you've you've you have you can not have it both ways, you can either
2: win ugly or lose fancy
1: you know what I mean yeah I mean Martin Martin O'Neill's side they weren't the best sides to watch were they they were
2: fucking brutal mate (laughs) (laughs) make no mistake about it it was a a living hatchet men that were on the field for Celtic (laughs)
1: it's true it's true and I mean you look at Walter Smith's side that got it all the way to the the UEFA Cup final as well just (laughs) that's it Uh, You couldn't see
2: the players, but they were all standing behind a big bus.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But Hibs, uh, like Celtic, like a lot of clubs, like to play in a certain way. So I'm sure the Hibs supporters will be hoping for big things next season. Right, Chris, that's what's been happening in football. A bit slow this week, apart from the Europa League final. Um, But let's talk about the daft. Would you like to hear about the biggest misconceptions we have in life? Would you like to hear about the things you really should know about your partner, or would you like to hear a real-life horror story?
2: I think we all know what I want to hear, John. I'm starting here looking at a picture of Freddy Krueger, so let's go for the real-life horror story, my man.
1: Right, here we go, this is what happened, right? A man found a creepy rag doll in a new home with a note claiming it killed the previous owners after picking up the keys to his new home in liverpool teacher jonathan lewis immediately began working the house however when he knocked through a wall under the stairs jonathan made a chilling discovery chilling discovery two pdi's were staring back at him and there was a note attached to a rag doll uh, which had blonde hair and painted blue eyes and it said this "Chris, it said the following dear new house owner stroke reader thank you for freeing me my name is emily my original owners lived in this house in 1961 i didn't like them so they had to go all they did was sing and be merry it was sickening stabbing was my choice of death for them so i hope you have knives hope you sleep well emily
2: (laughs) Uh, what a prank that is to play on somebody! (laughs) that's brilliant
1: eh? absolutely brilliant
2: i'd I'd immediately just turn around and walk out the house Not
0: plenty
1: that's enough for me <laughs> i just i just love that just someone has clearly been a kid or someone's just been really sick and done that i love that have you pulled any what's the best prank you've pulled chris oh mate did you strike me you've, is, put, you've put me on the spot there i put you on the spot or you are a, you know in these locker rooms at wrestling that everyone's used to getting ribs played on them i can imagine you're the what guy doing the ribbon and not getting ribbed
2: Honestly, John, I, you've put me on the spot. I can't
1: even think right now, man. Well, we'll you. What's yours? What's your favourite? See, I'm not a prankster. I'm no a prankster. I don't do that. I, I'm terrible at that sort of stuff. But, you know, we do, we've do. we done, you know, being in radio, we've done plenty of wind-up calls Uh, coming up with ideas. Like when I worked with Robin Galloway back in the day, I think my favourite one was when we we came up with this idea. It was on Transfer Deadline Day. So, we honestly, we tried every fucking club in Scotland. Him, we said, right? Like, You're going to be a a Dutch football agent, and we just made up all these ridiculous play- player names like Herbst van rental and all this sort of stuff, right? <laughs> and we just made we, made up all these ridiculous Dutch football names, and he was like, "Phone, we phoned up every cop in Scotland, right?" And we, I thought, "Fuck it, let's try Falkirk, right?" So we got to the reception that was at Falkirk, and we're posing this agent, and she goes. Hold on, the manager's right next to me. I'll just put you onto it. And then Peter Houston came on fucking <laughs> line, and we're just like shit. We're actually doing Peter Houston here. So we started all our spiel trying to sell uh, him all these kind of random players. And he's like, "I've never heard of these boys," and it was it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. I mean, that was funny. He was a it was a great sport. Houston yeah, let <laughs> us put the call and stuff like that. But you know, in radio, we do uh, we did obviously on Clyde as well. We did make your dad mad, and that was that
2: was the um, best, mate.
1: Fucking it really was. It was brutal. brutal, it was great, so I had great fun with that, so I coming from radio we do a lot of prank calls and stuff like that, but uh, I, that's that's probably where my I like, I come up with the ideas and let the other people do the pranking, um, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, so yeah, that's what is happening in the daft world this week, but what is happening on the show? Well, uh, like I say, we're going to catch up with a whole bunch of Ranger supporters on Football Daft focus on the big question we are focusing on the Scottish Cup final this weekend as we ask what's your favourite Scottish Cup final uh, no riddles this week because there's only the two of us we'll have them back next week when Gradle returns and on teammates it's a still game special Sanjeev Koi, aka Navid, is on that hey Chris do you like to sound a free beer
2: I do like to sound a free beer I've got a case of it and you have indeed,
1: uh, have indeed, and what you did for that, you just covered the postage and packaging for that from beer 52, it's just five ninety five, and they're not going to send you 8 beers, they're not going to send you 9, they are going to send 10 free beers to your house, and all you going to have to do is cover the postage and packaging, £5.95, so let's do the calculations here right Chris, it is 60 pence a beer roughly, or 59 and a half pence a beer, there we go, the standard grade maths is coming to fruition, Beer52.com forward slash daft. Claim your pack of 10 free beers now. That's all you have to do. Hit up that link. Now, they're going to send you the finest beers from across the world because Beer52, they send their men, their women across the world like Willie Fogg. Looking for beers, like, <laughs> you know, that? Hey, they're going
0: to the we'll find
2: a gold, they're gonna find gold
1: Chris. They're going to find beer for you, right? What and they are find up. the finest craft beer in this month. They've went double Dutch. They're going to bring you a case of the Netherlands' finest independent craft breweries. They're going to get that to you, and they have some great. What's in there? You're going to be able to try the double IPA from two chefs. That's a seven point five percent beer, Chris. So
2: it's the back of your heads coming right off with one bottle. Isn't it?
1: I, oh yeah, I I love a good strong beer like that, especially if it's an IPA form. Open um, top, however, if you it's a bit more of a kind of milder IPA, that is a really nice, easy drink IPA. It's a session IPA, I believe they call it in the trade, Chris. And uh, listen, if you like your your dark beers, um, they've got the daily grind. And do you know what, the great thing about Beer 52 is you can basically choose what type of beer so you could have a full box of dark beers coming to you or you could have a full box of light beers and IPAs coming to your doorstep and as I say it's only cost you 5 95 for the postage and packaging so get involved now because not only are you going to get the beers, you're going to get a magazine that's going to tell you all about the beers how they've went on the search like Willie Fog for these beers and um, you'll get some tasty snacks, Chris you're a big fan of the snacks that come I with do, beer. I do, like this. I do like
2: the snacks I must say as you can probably tell by my belly but I, I, do, like, I do like the snacks but see if you're going to eat- Get beers
1: for anywhere in the world. The mm-hmm. Dutch know how to make their beers, let's they be honest, they do. They so do. What, what are you waiting for? Exactly. $5.95. Exactly. Beer52.com forward slash daft. Claim your free case now. Uh get that sorted. Um sign up and you can pause the subscription if you're unsatisfied as well. So it's great. Beer52.com forward slash daft right now. <laughs> It's now time for Football Daft Focus as we get into the big talking points of Scottish football and there's no bigger than the Europa League final between Rangers at Eintracht Frankfurt, which happened in Seville. As I said, Grado is MIA. Maybe by the end of the show, we might be able to get him on. But in the meantime, let's speak to some Rangers supporters who are hurting the today, as we record on a Thursday, about the game. And first up, we are going to speak to Jamie Connor. Jamie, welcome to Football Daft. Thank you very much for coming on. Still sporting your uh, Rangers top after last night's game, Jamie. How are you feeling this morning?
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, just disappointed, devastated, really. There was there was a point there you think you're gonna win it, and then it just the cruel hand of fate just snatches it from you. So <laughs>
1: Oh no. I, I mean you put? You, did you watch it, Jamie?
3: I watched it um around my I was around my dad's house. And so I watched it with him. Yeah, and, uh, I,
1: where do you think? I mean, is it? I mean, obviously the word I'm hearing from all Rangers supporters today is very proud of the team. But is there anything you would have done differently if you were in in charge of that team, Jamie?
3: Um, I think there was probably a couple of players that I think maybe probably shouldn't have started.
1: Right. Okay. That's I, I
3: I felt it was a bit odd that he went with right from the word go. I would have thought maybe you'd go Ramsey or Arfield straight off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously I had uh, that was the team that uh, played against Leipzig. yeah. Yeah, so he's he's went with that in mind. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was you know from a neutral's point of view. Me and Chris were talking about it at the start of the show. It was unusual that he left Ramsey so late and he brought on Sands before.
3: Yeah, no, oh. I thought that was a bit odd as well. Um, I think at that point, you know, when it's it's one each and you kind of well, you need a goal to go and win it. To, to bring on a, a defensive substitution, I thought was a bit odd at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what else as down well? Down Do you know down what down.
2: baffled me? They they brought Sakala on and then took him back off. Yeah. I think if they had left Sakala on and brought Ruf on... Um, well, I think, I think the
3: it, thing is, Chris, it's, um, I, I don't see why you wouldn't have looked at Sakala to take a penalty anyway. Exactly, I mean, he's the, a striker. The guy's a striker, so it's like... yeah. It would have made sense. Is he not going to take one of them? So, yeah, to put him off for, like, what, three minutes to go of extra time to put probably two of the better attacking players that we've got on the bench on with three minutes to go was was a bit of an odd choice, yeah
1: yeah any tears shed at the end Jamie or were you you always there was a lot of tears yeah a lot of tears shed at the
3: end it's quite funny actually because it's a bit like because we obviously tried to get out of Seville but it was obviously just a hell of a nightmare yeah yeah. I said to the old man it's one I said it's a bit like we weren't out there because when we lost he went straight to bed
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think half the stadium went straight to bed as well they didn't even didn't even wait to see them getting their medals what was it
1: was it me or Jamie, did you find it as well? I'd I'd love to hear from someone that's inside the stadium. I think we've got someone coming on that was actually in the stadium, but it seemed that the Frankfurt uh, fans were out singing the Rangers support, even though it was like sixty percent of the sixty, seventy percent of the, the stadium seemed to be Rangers fans. Yeah. Maybe it was just the audio on the telly or where the mics were positioned. But uh,
2: no, uh, do you know what it was, John? It was the angle of the cameras because see when the uh, the stadium emptied, it was easily half and half. Right. Right right I think there were sections of the crowd that were mixed as well hmm.
3: do you know what I mean mm-hmm.
2: but I have yeah, seen, I have
1: yeah. seen some criticism on uh, Rangers Twitter today of the of the crowd being a bit quiet but it'd be interesting to hear what it was like from someone inside, inside the stadium but it was just from the telly perspective it did seem like the Rangers support well,
3: I, I, I do remember there was one bit actually watching it on BT where it, it sounded like it was almost like that like you could hear Rangers singing and it just cut yeah yeah. There was something up with the mics or anything like that. But,
2: maybe yeah. it was the content of the fucking songs that we're singing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. Well, Jamie, listen, thank you so much for joining us on Football daft this week. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and I guess good luck, I uh, guess, in the Scottish Cup final. Cheers,
3: Pals. Bye, well, Jamie.
1: All Chris, let's move on to our next car. It is Ryan Dunbar. Ryan, welcome to Football Daft. You've been on before. How you feeling today, pal? See, to be honest, John, optimistic. Optimistic, optimistic. This is good, Ryan. You're taking something from the negative. Like Why are you optimistic, Ryan? Because I don't know if you
4: looked in the Discord,
1: and i chat only told before I come
4: on. I said, and I've been prepared. I'm prepared for a for this. But last night in the journey we've had this season, I don't see any reason as to why we can't do that. We won't do that again in the next five
1: to ten years. Christopher Toll, you disagree with this?
2: I do disagree. This is, this, is, this is a one off man. It's a one-half. I, I know, I know for, a fact, for a fact that I'll never see Celtic in another European final. I know for a fact mm-hmm. I won't. So I don't, I don't know where you're getting this from. I, I, I really don't. It's you, you rode your luck the pretty much the whole way to the final. The last three rounds. I wouldn't walked, say
1: they rode the luck. Track. They
2: did, they did, John. They lost, they lost away from home the last three rounds, right? I thought that I thought the performance, have seen, I watched the highlights afterwards. I thought they played pretty well. Um, what John says, maybe over the first ninety, Frankfurt were the better team, but in extra time, mm. Rangers were definitely the better team, and they were unlucky. Any, any other night, that cross into Ryan, Ryan Kent, it's a goal. It and? just, you know I mean? It just so happened that, uh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: that the, what do you call it? The, was it Taft or something? What was the goal he called again?
4: Kevin Trapp.
2: Trapp, Trapp, that's what it was. He, he was, he was kind of lucky, but you know, like I say to John at the start of the, the, start of the show, you kind of make your own luck in these situations. And I thought when he's got the free kick right at the end, I was like, this is mm-hmm. written, it's absolutely written in uh, stone. Have yeah. on putting us into the top corner, but yeah. again, again, the goalie managed to save it. But he's has been unlucky, Ryan. He's lucky But I, I don't, I don't see he's getting that far again. To be honest with you, oh, no. I've just set myself up for another one of these fucking.
1: Yeah, of course, have, <laughs> of course. you have. Yeah, of course you have, uh, Ryan. So just, I guess, give us, get your, give us your summation in a in a kind of sentence. What, how you feeling today?
4: Alright, to be honest with you, uh, obviously hurting. But listen, we go to a European final, and we, never, we don't just go to a European final. Two European finals in twenty, less than 20 years. It's saying something. Um, that for a, a club of our size and stature, and I'm going to say it, even 2003, including Celtic in that, for the two Scottish clubs to be in three European finals in the 20 years, inside 20 years is just outstanding. Clubs of Austria, I should never be in that situation. I, did, I, I
2: know what you're saying, man, but I disagree because I think they're two massive clubs mate they're two massive clubs it's, what I will say I is, is clubs, to- clubs with our resources shouldn't mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that but Celtic that, Rangers, saying,
4: so. because we belong in a European company that's it now I just hope and pray that in the Champions League group stages in Port 1 out comes Frankfurt and in Port 3 out comes Celtic and then see how ain't wearing I ain't wearing Port 4 mate
1: doesn't matter. I just want to see chat. Thank you, Tracy. i see how
4: you
2: got on. I, yes, so sure they are. We know so are, written,
1: it's it's written in the stars. It's written in the stars. Ryan, thanks very much for coming on football. At least, staff.
2: At least that'll give us an easy six points to get the, the
1: group off and running. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Ryan. Catch you, on, catch you later, guys. Well, now let's <laughs> welcome a man who was actually in the stadium last night. Um, none other than ICW wrestling legend. Jason Reed. Go on, boys. Hey my pal wow. Live from Seville. It's Jason Reed, everyone. How are you? Oh look at that. It's looking what staunch as fuck. Sunglasses, well, sitting I there in the that. sun. I, still, I,
5: don't, yeah. I, I don't feel very staunch right now, boys, let me tell you. You're struggling. No, we're okay, um, but you know, obviously a bit on the bit on the depressed side at the minute.
1: <laughs> How how's the atmosphere been over there, Jason, after the game? did everyone just slope back to the hotel did everyone just go fuck it we'll have a beer we'll celebrate where we are now as a club or was it just like depression
5: to be honest man it, it was really really quiet last night um like we've been here since uh since tuesday morning and like the atmosphere has been unbelievable like every part of the city little pockets everywhere here and there has just been electric um, but last night i think everyone was in the same boat you know we all kind of walked back from the stadium together um, and, and went to kind of you know respective hotels and 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 uh, Airbnbs or whatever. Um, I don't really think there was much going on last night, to be honest. So yeah, it was a bit bit of a bit of a, uh, a tough one to take, but listen, it was amazing to to really be here. And I think the whole week uh, as an experience has been great. So
2: yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you could afford to go over there, mate. When you've got to buy me all my football shirts for next season.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> Let's talk, let's talk about this. I believe, that, well, before we get back into the game, I believe there was a bet made between you and Chris. Jason, you want to talk us through it?
5: Uh, right, so, this, Chris, I think this actually came after the first Old Firm game,
2: didn't it? It did, mate. It did. I the walked first... in. <laughs> you had a big, a big, beautiful smile on your face. I thought, oh, you <laughs> fucking bastard.
5: And, mate, I think, right, I think that a little bit of you was a little bit butthurt hurt inside, and you you put all your cards on the table. Yeah, I, I, I doubled
2: down, didn't I? You I made doubled
5: that. down. <laughs> you, made, you made that bet, and I tell you what, my man, it's paid off. It's a fair play. I guess for a bit of context, after the first the first Old Firm game, obviously we won one nil. Uh, Chris and I were were working ICW the the same night, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was. Cause I'm sure it, it was. And, obviously, I'm sitting in the, the, the locker room and, obviously, Toe comes in and I'm giving it the old, uh, you know, the old smug face. And, and Toe's like, I bet you. I bet you at the end of the season we win the league. I was like, well, what's the bet then, mate? And he's like, if if Celtic win the league, you need to buy me all of the strips next season. But if Rangers win the league, I need to buy you all of the strips next season. I was like, mate, it's a deal. Shook his hand, obviously, um, fast forward until now and, uh, you know, what. Uh, are I'm I'm doing guys some strips still
1: <laughs> on, on, on the bonus side, you know we getting a kid's strip, Jason, so it's a bit cheaper, eh? Well, fuck you, you're <laughs> He's obviously not seen me <laughs> with my top off, Jason. Eh? <laughs> a loud, uh, a Jason, let's talk to him. what was the atmosphere like in the stadium last night? I mean it, it seemed incredible on the, the telly.
5: Honestly, it's amazing. Like I think um so when we scored when we scored the goal. Uh, honestly guys like it's a moment that will live with me for the rest of my life like it was just absolutely incredible um, obviously I appreciate the result in the end you know takes away from it obviously but um, you know to be there um, in the stadium cheering on the team scoring in a European Cup final uh, was just amazing um, obviously things got a bit tense um, towards the end obviously when they when Frankfurt equalised and we go into extra time and penalties Um and, and yeah, obviously, as soon as they score the winning goal, then of course, you know, everyone's hearts sort of sink after that. You know, uh, there's only so much. There's only there's only one way you can go after that. You know, when it's it's pretty much down. But yeah, in terms of like an overall experience, not even just like in the stadium, just the full week has just been amazing. and yeah. um, I'll, I'll take it to the grave with me. You know, it's just it's just a real shame about the, the final result.
1: The game the game itself, Jason. and um, we we're, we're, were me and Chris were discussing it earlier on. Is there anything you would have done differently um we spoke to jamie there who said he would have wouldn't have had scott Wright start and some questionable substitutions or anything you would have done different
0: uh,
5: listen, i like i think like you know obviously scott Wright, he, he, he runs for the jersey and he works for the jersey you know there's better players yes of course he's maybe not a player that you'd you'd pick from a catalog you know if there was one but but listen i i don't mind scott Wright starting I, I do think in hindsight i think Roof should have perhaps came on a little bit earlier yeah. um, i think when it came on towards the end the impact was clear you know straight away um it was a long ball over the top you know he took it down controlled it and he gets the shot in and that's the one obviously where kent has that, that kind of the chance and the goal he makes and makes an incredible save but yeah for me if there's one change we could make it would certainly be having Roof come on a lot earlier even maybe have him on come on instead of uh, Kala when he came on because you know we brought him on to take him off again um, so I think that'd be the, the one change and obviously uh, maybe uh, not have Ramsey take the penalty of course but um,
1: apart yeah. from that yeah.
5: I, I, I really don't think there's too much to argue with to be honest I don't know if you guys yeah. have
1: We talked about the Ramsey situation surprising that obviously Sands came on in front of him and obviously we were talking about that whole thing of when a player is brought off the bench to take a penalty, and you know, they're not yeah. kind of in game mode if, if you like. You only need that time to get into the game, yeah. You know?
5: yeah. I mean, and it's difficult because you know, if you, if you think on paper, you know, if you've got a, a penalty shoot for a European Cup, um, and there's a list of players that you want to take a pressure penalty, Aaron Ramsey is probably quite up there, um, you know, being frank. Um, but you know, it wasn't to be any one of the guys could have missed that penalty, it's just really unfortunate that, you know, obviously his was the one that, that, that um, yeah, was saved.
1: Yeah, but if said to you at the start of the, the season, here's, uh, you'd be committed for this sentence at the start of the season, that Rangers at the end of the season will be in the Europa League final and Aaron Ramsey will miss the winning penalty. That, that you get committed for saying that at the start of the season.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it is it, mental, to be fair. And I think, like, there's, there's, there's so much conversation that takes place, like, from both sets of fans in Glasgow about, what Would you prefer, like you know, the, the a European final or the league? And I appreciate it It probably changes somewhat now that we've lost. Yeah. Like, to obviously experience that final it's just been incredible. Um, you know, I, I think both sets of fans are really lucky in that they're able to see their team like win the league. Um, whereas we're not maybe also not as fortunate to see our teams compete in a European final as, as regular as that. So, um, yeah, I, I think I would definitely take this experience again. It's just a real shame that we weren't able to, to get over the line. No, you
2: better, you better hope that you get to the European final next season because he's are not one in the fucking league. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs>
5: hey, no more bets on, no more bets on strips, brother.
1: That's not good <laughs> uh, do you think the team can pick themselves up for the Scottish Cup final? Because it could go one or two ways. That this is our season now, the Scottish Cup final and picking up that trophy. This is our season now, or it could go the other way that they'll, they'll find it hard to pick themselves up from that defeat. It, you know. Oh, what way do you go, go, Jason. <laughs>
5: you know? It, it could be hard. Um, it could be very, very hard because I don't, I don't doubt for a minute that the players are probably just as gutted as the fans. Um, you know, so it, it's going to be hard to 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 pick themselves up for it. But unfortunately, you know, playing at a, at a club like Rangers, you have absolutely no choice but to to pick yourself up and uh, and go again. You know, this is the the obviously last game of of this season. A chance to win some silverware, you know, a, a trophy outside of the league, which we've not been able to do, obviously, in, in a number of years, which everyone knows. So, yeah, to, to finish off on a on somewhat of a high would be would be a decent end to the season, I think. So, is it
2: is it true that Rangers winning the Scottish Cup would be the biggest achievement for a Scottish team in history?
5: <laughs> I tell you what, no, that's been what uh seven minutes. I expected that a lot sooner, so
1: <laughs> fair play. <point, yeah. laughs> uh, well, I'll let you go, Jason. Go out and uh, buy that Celtic top for toll. Just get my Weesh Schneider one. get him a wee sh- Go out at DHK. Right, Give no, get, get me one, one of the fakies for Spain. Yeah. Remember the one i right, get a fakie for Seville. <laughs>
5: I tell you what, so the deal was I had to buy him the strips. There was nothing in the clause about what's printed on the back of them.
1: Ah, oh, no. <laughs> ah, yes! Well played, that one. <laughs> Jason, thanks for coming on Football Daft. All the best,
5: mate. Enjoy the rest Pleasure. of your trip. Pleasure. Chris, see you next weekend, my man. Thanks for having Yeah, well me, do boy. buddy. See you soon. Cheers, see you. cheers. Cheers.
1: See, Chris, we got by without Grado and Stephen talking about a game. That's it for this week's Football Daft Focus. We'll have more next week. Football Dafts! Big question! Right, Chris, Rangers need to pick themselves up this Saturday as we spoke about there, as they face a very potent Hearts side in the Scottish Cup. Uh, first chance to win a Scottish Cup since 2009 when they beat Falkirk. I hate bringing that up. Um, though the Jambos have yet to register a win against the Ibrox side, the games have been pretty tight between the two of them and it should be a cracking match, I think, between the two sides. The Ewan Cameron final, as we're calling it, Hearts versus Rangers. Uh, he's, um, sitting,
2: he's sitting right on the fucking half line, that guy. It,
1: then, yeah, it was interesting that actually uh, tried to get um, Ewan on the show to talk about uh, the final this week, but he's actually he's away over celebrating a big birthday. I won't say what which birthday it is uh, in Portugal, which he, he flew into to Faro, uh, which isn't far away from Seville. So it's not, it's
2: not far away.
1: It's not it's far away from Seville. So, but uh, he's going to be watching. Get this, if you're. Heading over to Faro for a, you know, a wee break this weekend, look out for Ewan who's going to be watching the final in a Rangers pub, so that should be interesting, uh, so yeah, Ewan's going to be watching the final over there, but it should be a cracking game and this week we thought we'd ask, who. what is your favourite Scottish Cup final, quite simply, what is your favourite Scottish Cup final, Chris have you got one? I think I've spoken about it
2: on the show before John, and it's probably the, the Cup final that got me interested in football. and Oh, I know what you're
1: good for. I know what you're d- going for.
2: The d- United and yeah. It was tremendous, man. It, it really was. From the start to the finish, it was all action, fucking blood and thunder the whole way. It was great. And I'm sitting down thinking, I love this. I, this is brilliant. This is exciting. Is that what got you
1: into football then? Yeah.
2: More or less, mate, aye. To be honest with think... you, It was more or less what got me into football. I remember watching Manti's house and funnily enough, my cousin was taking it. Like he was, he was recording it on the on the video, and Anytime I would go up to my aunties, I would look the video out and put it on and watch the full game again.
1: That's brilliant, and, yeah.
2: I, I loved it, man. I loved it. I Surprise, mean... it's surprising that I never ended up a mother fan after. I
1: right? I mean, obviously, you took after your dad who was supporting Celtic, didn't you?
2: Uh, well, my dad had a big like hand and maybe becoming a Celtic fan, but uh, we'll not we'll not talk about what 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 I was
1: before. I was a Celtic fan. <laughs> All right okay this, this could be very interesting information that's never come out before
2: well i'll be honest with you john I, when i was five years old i forty rangers mate i had this oh my god
1: it, hold on a minute this revelation is this is the stephen and gradle aware of this i have
2: told them before i they know and i actually i sat in because when when i was a young boy right like they, they didn't think i was going to make it they thought i was going to die yeah
0: right? <laughs>
1: Right. And on, on my fifth
2: on, on my fifth birthday, um, my mum and dad took me to IBROX. Um for my dad's Oh, all, I
1: remember you telling this story. My dad now was now. my dad
2: was always a huge, a huge Celtic fan, obviously. He was a he was in Lisbon and what have you. Um but he, he didn't mind the fact that I had I had decided I liked Rangers because my cousins were Rangers fans. Right. And and I was because my cousin was a great footballer and stuff, I was like, yeah, "I'll support Rangers as well." I was only five, do you know what I mean? I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> and my mom and dad took me Ibrox for my first birthday. And when I got there, it was there was like photographers and all that for the Daily Record and everything. <laughs> and uh, so I, I met all the players and stuff like that. And I got my photos. And I was in the I was in the Daily the Daily Record with. Uh, Chris Woods, Mark Walters, um, Ian Gerant, and God forgive me, I can't I can't remember who the other one was, but I met Graham well, Sunnis, right? So um put that to the side it, like, my dad took after I made my first communion, my dad took me to the forge in Parkhead and says, Right, pick whatever strip you want. And I picked a Celtic top, and that's for then on I became a Celtic supporter. That Mate, was it, right? Right? So after uh Fast forward however many years 30 years or something or 37 years or something And I'm up at the, the Pennycars Stadium in Airdrie And Graeme Sunnis is managing the opposition That's right, yeah And I sat, I sat down and I spoke to him And I told him the story and all that And he said So, um, why, aren't, why aren't you still a Rangers fan? I <laughs> said ah, That's a story for an hour time, Graeme We'll talk about an hour time, mate <laughs> It <laughs> just left it at that. But I, I started my, my football
1: following life as a Ranger supporter. There so you, there go. you go, you've heard it on football daft today. day. Uh, I think do you know, that's an interesting big question for an Anardi because I think you're kind of indoctrinated as a, a younger child before you find your own way in football. I'll hold up my hand to say I was a heart supporter because my uncle and my my grandpa were heart supporters. And it wasn't until probably I was 11, 12 that started supporting Falkirk because all my mates supported Falkert. Um I mean, I was I went through a period where I wasn't interested in football, but when I hit eleven and twelve and you're around the park and you're playing football, or whatever, and all my mates, so I started going to the games, and that's where I got into it. But that's an interesting question, for big question for me for next week. What was your first team? What was your first team, and who are you supporting today? That's because I heard that, I had wait to hear this, Chris. Right? This is fucking unforgivable. We're we'll talking about it in the group chat, my mates in the Folker group chat. There's a boy, right? who had a season ticket at Falkirk for 20 seasons, right? 20 mm-hmm. seasons. 20 years he had season ticket at Falkirk, right? Then there's pictures of him with his wife going to Seville with a Rangers top on. What do you think about that? Is,
2: that is gory hunting. Like, you is see, there's a difference between being a five-year-old, six-year-old child and yeah. not, not, not knowing what team you want to support. Yeah. To be in to be a fully fledged adult who, like you said, has been a season ticket holder mm-hmm. for for twenty years, it's all it's all well and good having a second team, right? But that's just glory hunting.
1: Yeah, I, apparently it was his wife as well that convinced him to go and support Rangers. And said, "I think that's unforgivable, but that's a, that I wouldn't <laughs> say the boys ever is, is he as still well. a
2: Falkirk, is he still a Falkirk season ticket holder?
1: No, not anymore. No, no not as far as I'm aware. He doesn't he
2: doesn't go to Ibrox, does he? I
1: I think he does, eh?
2: Right, aye, that's that's,
1: unforgivable, that's for that, isn't it? unforgivable. We maybe have an outing on that as well. That's an or for day. out your pals for this kind of behaviour. This is <laughs> oh, unacceptable. I've, I've got one
2: for that, mate. Believe you yeah. me, I've got
1: one Let's for it, that. Save that, save it. we come back okay. to Let's get back into the Scottish Cup final. Uh Paul kicks us off and he's the same one as you, uh, Chris. Best one, the first one I remember watching as a kid, nineteen ninety-one at Motherwell 4, Dundee United three. That was a it was a great game. Um we'll say
2: we we we'll spoke yeah. about it before. We spoke it, about like, it many a minute minute. time, yeah. Um, so Martin says, Scottish Cup final 2017, Celtic 2, Aberdeen 1. Invincible treble in the bag, thanks to the Wizard of Oz. A fantastic day for everyone involved, unless you're an Aberdeen supporter.
1: That is true. I mean, a lot of Celtic supporters still put that up as one of their favourite moments of being a Celtic supporter. That Tom Rogic goal. Um, Billy says Rangers three, Celtic two. The loving crants and Stephen would obviously recreate the Ian Crocker country moment if he was here. Uh, aye, or you can go oh, the next one. Oh God, of course. <sighs>
2: I'll take this one, John.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Graham says Rangers won Falkirk nil. What a strike from Nacho! We
1: did, uh, we did. It
2: was some goal, but when I, it was,
1: uh, well, did you know what I did? I think out of the East Scottish Cup finals I've seen Falker in. That was the hardest team we came up against. We came up against Kilmarnock, came up against Inverness. That was the day I thought we had a chance because Rangers were totally off it that day and they were blowing at their ass. It was a roasting hot day. And then Novo came off the bench and scored a fucking worldie. We dick. It was a
0: great
1: goal. Yeah, yeah. JC Sebo says, first one I mind was in 1989 when that cheating bastard Aitken took a throw that wasn't Celtics. (laughs) So no one. uh, First one I went to was 1991, which was a classic. Wow.
2: 1991.
1: So that's, one uh, that, that was the mother. That was so that that that. So he's a that Rangers supporter, 19- right? And then he's went to the first one. He's went to was Motherwell, Dundee United. So that's that goes back to our chat from earlier on. That's interesting. He must. He must have followed David to eh, for Park. I wonder. That must. That might be the case. Yeah. Uh, Baz
2: the kid says, Rangers five hearts, one jury hat trick. Loudrop was man of the match. Get two. Yeah, it was
1: decent. I
2: remember that game actually.
1: Gary Hibbs supporter obviously goes for 2016, ending the duct. Henderson to deliver Sir David Gray. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
2: I'm going nowhere.
1: <laughs> no, we won't start the David Gray chat again.
2: Uh, Mikko says in 95 final, we beat Erdry 1 0. We have Van Huydonk header. Absolutely honking game, but first trophy under Tommy Burns after a terrible few years. And that was the first trophy. That i really seen his lifting That was, was the first time I was at a cup final
1: It was a big moment for Celtic supporters I remember that, obviously With, with Tommy Burns there as well And, the and we, had, we had
2: lost earlier in the season To Wraith Rovers as well uh, that, that, oh, was, Of
1: course, that was the same season, wasn't uh, it?
2: That, that was the first cup final I went to This was the second one
1: Oh, amazing, amazing. So, uh,
2: Peter Grant, sorry, <laughs> no, in fact, that's you, sorry,
1: no, no, no. Grant says, 2001, capped off a cracking treble season, Larson double, yellow kit in the sun, or 2004, Henrik's last dance?
2: Was, um, again, two finals that I was at as well. Um, great, Larson's, the last one with Larson was...
1: Oh, oh yeah, we turn your eye at that one. It
2: was... Do you know Tom Rogic leaving is the closest I felt to that again?
1: And yeah, uh, we've not, we didn't really talk about the uh, on on the podcast last week, Chris. The obviously beat on uh, because and, it
2: only get announced the next stage, on.
1: Yeah, but beat on and Rogic leaving. How are you feeling about that?
2: It's like I said. Remember we were talking about most underappreciated players in your team, and I I had said that for me it was near beat on at Celtic. Yeah, um, great player always done well when he was called on, never caused any hassle, enjoyed a red card now and again. <laughs> overall, you would say a great servant of the club, but Tom Rogic, I, I don't know, man, it's just, a, I feel as if, I think it's because he's, he's got more football to play, it's not the end of his career, you know what I mean, he's not. he's, he's got more to offer the club and it's, that's a gutter for me, to be honest Yeah, with you.
1: yeah. You're surprised that he went away, you know, because he's got a year left in his deal and you thought they'd be looking for money. I'm presuming there's been a wee handshake and saying, listen, he's probably going back to Australia, I'm assuming. I think,
2: I think he's probably wanted to leave at the start of the season. Right. And just and said, if you give me one season, we'll let you go for nothing.
1: Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's going to have been something like that, but he's, I mean, he's been, what a servant for the club. And Chris, you, in modern day football you don't get no n- now guys that do 9 years at a club do you i mean yeah no, you
2: don't
1: it, it's, it's so w- well done to tom roggage uh, you can probably will hear more about celtic on celtic Daff, which you can hear uh, from this week as well where chris and ryan go onto the feed and you'll be able to hear all that chat oh, you cut
2: you cutting that last one out john eh?
1: What's that? No. Oh, sorry, we've got one more to go. I was wondering oh, because I was, I was
2: thinking that you were definitely cutting it out due to <laughs> the, the fact that it's Gilgamesh says in the uh, humping Falkirk in 2015 in the middle of the banter Right,
1: now Gilgamesh, right, it wasn't a humping. It wasn't a humping. It was a 2 one and it was absolutely a fucking knife in my heart, that one. That was the worst one to take because we were up a man and uh, peter grant equalized and i turned to my team we're fucking winning this by the way we are we were on top and then it was about three mistakes with cracks the goalie uh, and who lost it in the middle of the park and it was just like oh it was just heartbreaking heartbreaking so that is certainly not my favorite scottish cup final i'll tell you that much <laughs> It's a Player Profile Playoff with Piesports.com. They are bringing you pies to your door every single week. And I think they'll be continuing in the off-season as well. So even though the football stops, the pies don't. You can get your fans' favourites on there. Scotch, steak and gravy, macaroni, sausage and steak is an absolute belt. And of course, the one we all rave about, the Donner Kebab Pie. Lovely stuff. Um if you're not online, get them, 0141 739 that's 0141 739 they'll deliver to... Go on, Australia. see if they're,
2: not, if they're not online, they're not listening to
1: this. This is a very good point, Chris. <laughs> it's a very good point. If you're not online, you aren't listening to this. But if you like talking to people, maybe they're just lonely, someone's lonely and they want to phone up and talk to the person. Maybe, maybe you don't family. want to give
2: your bank account details over the internet.
1: Yeah, exactly, Maybe, yeah. exactly, Chris, exactly. Give them a call, 0141-739-9999. Um, every week on Football Dad, of course, we like to give away some pies to a worthy listener, and that man today is Celtic supporter Martin. How you doing, Martin?
5: I'm good, mate. I'm good,
1: mate.
5: Obviously, there's,
1: there's obviously no Rangers supporters left in Scotland, so it was clearly going to be a Celtic supporter this week on the, on the pie game. Um, oh, it's got to be. <laughs> The pie game. Chris watched Derry Girls last night, Martin. Did you watch the game? Ah, uh, well, I
5: thought it was quite it was quite hard on them, was it? I mean, North, Northampton put in a good shout and they just watched the playoffs. I mean, they didn't really perform well in the first leg, so I
1: do no. So, but did Did you watch the Rangers game? I should have rephrased that. I
5: was watching the scores, let's just say that. I was making sure they didn't lift that trophy but <laughs> when that penalty shootout came and old had my crutches came up for that penalty that was just magnificent wasn't it? That
2: was just... I'll tell you something right I was sitting watching the second half I was seen the second half of the game eh, the extra time in the penalties right but my missus was filming me through the, <laughs> through the penalty shootout and I didn't know she was doing a sneaky <laughs> one right and I'll, I'll tell you something I, nobody will ever see th- This footage Nobody. Will oh ever come see on it. Chris <laughs> uh, I,
1: think, to... I think the patrons Have got to see this footage what do, you, what do you call
2: the boy that scored the winning penalty What was his name uh, B- oh. Borat B- Bora. Bora.
1: yeah.
2: yeah. See whatever his first name was yeah. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking to the telly as if he's my pal Come on you Say his name's Carlos or whatever oh, Come on Carlos you can't even miss this one. So come on. <laughs> Please. Come on And then but then my next door neighbour's a big Rangers fan, right? And he's they've after the final whistles went fair play to them. They're out in the street and they've got their fucking flares and everything, and they're just having a party. Do you know what I mean? So fair play to them, man. fair play, Martin.
1: Please, I had to please, say, Chris I had to celebrate. And, sorry, on you go. <laughs> I, I, we we need to see this footage, Martin. You need this needs to be available to the patrons, Chris. Do come I, on, come on, may, listen. <laughs>
2: I would get cancelled.
1: I can edit. It's okay, Chris. I can edit No, I, I'm not. I can... uh, no,
5: listen. No. Right, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. He's, have you seen the video clip of the guy in the hotel? And he's surrounded by Rangers fans. They score it. That mob scored a goal. He's bouncing up straight away. Fucking rangers. Honestly, <laughs> it was a full, a full Rangers fans there everywhere. He's only a fan, jumping about with his son. It's brilliant. What a hero great brave, brave man, brave, brave man man. A brave anyway. man anyway,
1: right, let's get to about these pies and see if we can win you some pies here, Martin, um right, you'll know how the game works i it's a bit different this week, so basically, Scottish Cup final weekend, I am going to be looking for players that have scored the winner in a Scottish cup final, okay, I'm going to give you this kind of description of the game, and you've got to tell me who was the scorer. Okay. um fuck's
2: sake, this is gonna
1: be hard, it's, it's not Chris, it's not, it's not, you'll, you'll get it. Um right, so basically that's the game. What's your buzzer gonna be, Martin? Champions. Chris <laughs> I know you're gonna say
0: you can never remember that. Uh, Belinda.
1: Belinda, Belinda, you went for Belinda. All right, okay. Uh, right, so first of two wins, guys. If you come in and you get it wrong, play continues with the other person. Here we go. This striker scored the winning goal for Rangers after they were pegged back to two-two after going 2 0 up against Queens Park. It was the second goal of the game and came from a header from a Demarcus Beasley corner. The score finished three-two. What you got, Martin? Yeah. Yelovich. It wasn't Yelovich, no. Melinda. Chris. Boyd. Well done, 1 0. Queen's Park. That's
3: a sad
1: face. That was, that, was, that, tell you what, that was a good game as well. Queen's Park against Rangers back in the day, that was a cracker. Right, you better be quick in this one, boys, because this is a Celtic one. Uh, this was to be Martin O'Neill's last game in charge of Celtic faced Dundee United Tour. Toward... Melinda.
3: <laughs> That's.
1: Thompson. Oh, well played. You pulled that <laughs> one out the bag. Well played. Bartlett, it's a whitewash, man. 2-0. Oh, that's,
3: that's what I was dreading.
5: But I, couldn't have, I couldn't have lost it
3: to a better
0: person.
5: Yeah, oh, that's oh, that
1: nice. He's buttered you up, Chris. Are you going to give him the pies? No.
2: <laughs> i them I'll, I'll we... all right then, all right, oh, You can you have pies, There
1: you go, man. brothers <laughs> in arms. Brothers there in arms. Go. Brilliant. Well, listen. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on, Martin. And remember, if, if you want it at pies, you can sort them out. Piesports.com. Chris, it is time for the football daft moment of the week, and last week's results are in. Oh. Yeah. It's an absolute annihilation. I think you know where it's going to go with the nomination. Of course it is. It's an absolute, yeah, it's a shoe in um, but we'll go through the results anyway. So in last place with 4%, it was the listeners under the Diamonds nomination of Airdrie versus Montrose, which only got 4%. Disappointing. In third, second last place, in third... Eintracht Frankfurt, which I believe was your nomination, Chris. Um, Nicola Purden, my hero, Stephen Purden's nomination. Now, Nicola, it turned out, end up not taking uh, Stephen. He got, he saw the errors of his ways and ended up being a big boy and got a train down to Newcastle. So Nicola didn't end up um, giving a lift, But the fact she offered to do that, to him, Nicola Purden, my hero, got 23%, right? And obviously it was only one fucking winner, wasn't there? Gradle put up Belinda Carlisle and that got sixty two percent of the vote. Do you see her do you see Belinda Carlisle's message to the Rangers supporters?
2: No, I did not, mate.
1: bonda Carlisle on, giving it the old Come on, Tav, come on, John, you can do it. Lift the trophy, can kind a of chat? It wasn't even a cameo, it was just her genuinely do it. Obviously, she's playing a gig in Glasgow in the summer. Obviously, I mean it's gonna be really really funny that gig so everyone's just gonna be standing about like oh because it will all be rangers supporters at this gig waiting for one song so she there she'll be up doing circles in the sand and all this sort of stuff <laughs> and finishing up with heaven is a place on earth and she'll not even get the chance to sing surely it. surely
2: they can change the words to that to, uh, sands
1: Circling the, the Sands, they could do that, couldn't they? They could do that, I could have a whole Belinda Carlisle repertoire by yeah, the way. I'll tell you people. what, they're going to need
2: to change the words to the John Lundstrom one one because you never helped them win the fucking Europa League,
1: anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 there we go. Salty, salty, salty. We,
2: we drink, we victory drink we vi- there vi- at all, We victory Jonathan.
1: sip after that one as well. <laughs> um, right, Chris, it's just the two of us, so I'm going to give two listener nominations this week. What are you going to kick us off with, though?
2: nomination for this week is going to be I'm going to I'm going to go with, I know we're not supposed to but I'm here on my on the day
1: alright so I'll wait you off
2: I'm going to go for uh, Tom Rogic. walking off the park broken hearted camera panned round probably your brother John waiting for yeah. waiting for folk greeting in the stands like it was just a it was, a it was a nice moment you know when he's coming off and he gives Andrew a big hug and all the players go over to him and Oh Christ, I'm really ah. green here myself. Talk is about that, it was that
1: one. year like, is it because Tom Rogge is such a laid back kind of guy? He always comes across as really laid back. Obviously, his style of football off the park. And you think, is he going to greet or no? Is he going to greet or no? And then he's like, starts he's walking off, disintegrated, and he's you know, he? He, he just <laughs> greeting <laughs> his eyes. And then when <laughs> it goes,
2: when it it leaves a couple of minutes later, and it, the camera goes to him sitting in the dugout with James Forrest, and the tears are streaming down his face. I know. It, it just goes to show you, you know, I mean, these players. Like, like you say, John. You don't you don't really
1: get
2: uh, players that stay for the even the duration of a contract anymore. Yeah, I mean, never, think, never mind nine years. You
1: know. Again, going back to we talked about, it, he's one of the most you know one of the most the Celtic player with the most honors. Probably you know of because he's part of that nine in a row team and he was there pretty much for the full whack. You know.
2: I will. Actually, I it was there. He was only there six of these seasons.
1: Was he only there six this is he I, Because
2: he never get, it uh, didn't really get used a lot. It was, he went on, he went on loan to an Australian team
1: yeah,
2: for a season yeah. as well, and uh, he, so he only get six league winners medals out of out of that uh, the last ten. Oh you know? wow. So, wow. Yeah, but uh, he's he goes he goes where we're blessing, you know, he goes where our, our best wishes and. Uh, to coin a phrase for WWE, uh, good
1: luck with your future and Devils, John. Uh, <laughs> um, right, I'm going to go for a nomination this week. I think I'm going to play at the crowd this week, Chris. I'm going to... So it's not the fact that Rangers win the Europa League, right? I'm going to give it to our friends Stephen and Grado this week, right? Because there was a video which we put up on our football daft Twitter, and it was this beautiful, beautiful moment of the two of them <laughs> In Seville, you know, Stephen and Grado went over to the game together, and Stephen went over separately, and then there was this moment where it was like, when Harry, you know that moment at the end of Sleepless in Seattle, when they go up and meet at the top of the building, it was a bit like that, as they were calling across, Grado said, I'm way to find Stephen, and then you see him round the corner, and there's we Stephen, waiting there, looking around for Grado, and you just hear, Bob! Bob! Bob and the two of them come together in this warm embrace.
2: I'm not having it, mate. It was staged. <laughs> it was staged. They had already been in the boozle together a oh, <laughs> while. I forgot to do a video. We better go and kid on that we'll
1: each her randomly. <laughs> but it was just a really, really nice moment. And you could see, you know, the love between the two of them, the fact they were going to a big game together. I thought it was very, very nice. So I am going to put Steven and Gredos embrace a fucking pair of boyfriends actually they are a a, a, a pair of boyfriends they love each other a bit. Um couple of listener nominations then Chris right I don't know if you've seen this story but this fucking popped me this week, right? Right. So um and Barton Albinovers tweeted this the other week there. Was, was, <laughs> that was, was that was my moment of the week. I forgot all about <laughs> it. Ah, so you have seen it. So Albion Rovers on their official Twitter account basically Dumbarton started it by putting up a tweet, right? On their official account saying, midfielder David Wilson, who's part of the Dumbarton squad, which reached the twenty eighteen Challenge Cup final, has today returned to the club on a one year deal, right? <laughs> Albion Rovers a quote tweeted this tweet from Dumbarton and saying so, David Wilson is leaving us for the at Dumbarton FC. Nice of him to <laughs> let the club know, lol. <laughs> it is absolutely brutal, absolutely
2: brutal. The, the, the thing is though, if if his contract's up...
1: But yeah. you surely go back, you surely get. I mean, maybe it's Albin Al- Overs' uh, fault for not signing him up or, you know, addressing the situation. But surely you go to the cob for the way, um, thanks for, for everything you've done for me this year. But I'm I'm going off to Dumbarton, sign a contract with them. But he's just fucking turned up at Dumbarton and it's suddenly on their Twitter and they like <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. So they're calling um Albion versus Dumbarton next season in League Two, the David Wilson derby. So <laughs> that'll be that'll be pretty heat next season in League Two. Um right, another nomination is coming from the Wissers, and this one uh, comes from David, right? This is a belter uh, it's a Twitter account a Twitter account, right? Get this follow because I've been on it, it's fucking brilliant. It's called Dreadful Man of the Match Presentations. And there is a picture of Sahid uh, Ben Rama who's one man of the match in the caribou cup right so there's a picture of him right so he's got a wee kind of plaque caribou cup man of the match right and on the other hand he won a copy of crash bandicoot 2 on the playstation 4. so his man of the match presentation is caribou cup and crash bandicoot on the ps4 <laughs> this is this man of the match now this harks back and you'll see it on this account as well do you remember Chris when Connor Salmon won Man of the Match and it was sponsored by Papa John's
2: yeah he got a pizza after it uh, he was playing for Party Thistle at the time, it was
1: right it? yeah 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 and he got a pizza at the end of it which is a brilliant because he looks he's got there's this picture of Connor Salmon who looks hard as fuck right and he's looking raging he's standing with his pizza it is my favourite I tell you what
2: stuff. I don't know why he's raging he'd that, that, be delighted with that. <laughs>
1: what about the one who won the Iron Brew Cup as it was then and they got a bottle of Iron Brew presented them as the man of the match who was it that got that that's on there as well I can't remember but it was the Iron Brew Cup final or whatever it was and there you are there's a bottle of iron brew a glass Mm. bottle of iron brew fantastic that's
2: right i remember that because usually it would be a bottle of champagne and then they've (laughs) been
1: handed a bottle of iron (laughs) brew Brew. class absolute class so that is a david's domination for uh, your moment of the week so that is your football daft moments of the week to vote on chris what is yours bye bye tom bye bye tom i'm going to go for Grado and Stephen Uppertree. a tree. K I S S I N G. Um, and then we've got the uh, one listener nomination we have from Simo, we have the David Wilson Derby, Albion Rovers and Dumbarton's new feud over David Wilson, and finally from David. Twitter account, Dreadful Man of the Match presentations. So that is your nominations for Football Daft Moment of the Week. Get on our Twitter right now, at pod. Get voting on what you think should be number one and we'll have another one for you next week. Remember now, you can get more content from Football Daft on our Patreon and up there right now, Chris, we have the Seville Diaries. Though, I have to say, we got part one, we got part two. You've seen them, Chris. You wow. know, we had the journey of both Grado and Stephen Henty, Seville, we had a, them pissed on the Tuesday. However, it did go very quiet on the Wednesday. So we didn't get any kind of, you know, stuff on the way to the ground. We didn't get anything from the stadium. We got a very tearful message from Stephen after the game, Um, sitting, <laughs> Luke hanging looking thoroughly depressed in Seville Airport, uh, but we've not seen anything yet. So hopefully we'll have part three. Hopefully they've recorded a whole bunch of stuff, which have just not sent us yet. But you can see part one and part two of the Seville Diary on our Patreon now. So if you want to get involved, sign up now, patreon.com forward slash football daft. Big news coming soon on live shows. We're hoping to do something. I'm in talks with a great venue to do it in. So I'm hoping... I
2: cannot fucking wait.
1: If we can get this live show happening It'll be an absolute belter We're really looking forward to getting that and We're also going to have a reorganised FIFA tournament soon um, because oh, That
2: should have been today shouldn't That I? should
1: have been today As we record this podcast on the 19th of May uh, But obviously you, The Europa League final got in the way of that So we'll be reorganising that So if you want to get involved with that Just sign up to our Patreon You're going to get the video version You're going to get Rangers and the Celtic Daft video versions You're going to be able to get cameos from the boys All that stuff is available now at Patreon Patreon.com forward slash football daft, and obviously up there at the moment you get access to all our previous posts, including our teammates section. Uh, and this week, or it was about a year ago actually, we did this interview uh, with Still Games' Sanjeev Koy. It was a cracking interview, great chat, and we asked him a lot of questions about Still Game.
5: Worst dressed.
6: Well, I write with Donnie McCleary and the thing is I, I, I don't say that it's an insult because he doesn't I, I care too much about what I wear and Donnie couldn't give a fuck
4: Donnie doesn't Donnie
6: Duck does yeah I mean it's mostly kind of science fiction t-shirts and cargo pants and that's fine best of luck to him it's not I roll but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, you know I he, he, he refreshingly doesn't care what he wears so I'm going to say Donnie McLeary good on
2: Moniest
6: Moniest oh mate I've, i worked with a couple of actors, I, I can't even name them, but we were in a production together and they clearly thought they were the stars of the production, and, and the weird thing he, was... Was hit Jordan Young? No, you haven't worked with either of them, <laughs> and now none of you work with either of them, but I, I can't name them because I really don't like them. But <laughs> so what was really funny was, was that they, this was 15 years ago, so everyone's on the wiki, what did Sandberg got gone 15 years ago? But they, um they came from down south and... Helen and Pace. I'm not going to say no but it's not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but the um they they were very talented actors and uh, but they clearly thought this was their gig right uh. and what was funny was was that we were out filming once we were on location and all this swarm of kids came over to get pictures with me and mm. honestly their noses could have been more out of joint it. Um, so that was that was quite funny bro-ween. that's brilliant that. I, no, I can't name them unfortunately so
2: and right. and I'd, be I'd be gutted if I thought Helen Pace were a pair of bits they
6: were good man Aye. was Caramone
2: it Salmon, salmon mark? mark
6: was it Salmon Mark was it Salmon Mark was it, it Sam Sam Mark fishmonger Salmon Mark
2: was it Dick and Dom
6: I'd be annoyed if they were they weren't present. I like Dick and Dom
4: That'd be a bit heartbreaking to say by Moni. That would be. Thank yeah.
6: you, Aye.
5: Who do you want to back you up in a fight?
6: Of all the people I've worked with. Well, i got Apart from myself. Apart from yourself, you've got. Look, I've seen you play football, you've got very quick feet, so you'd scarper pretty quickly.
4: <laughs> I'd be off, mate. Um, be off.
6: But also, I've noticed you're very hard to get off the ball, got nice low centre of gravity and quite strong. But I've heard a story that when Jordan Young, that you all know, was doing Black Watch. Mm hmm. Uh, and he's working with paul higgins the brilliant paul higgins if you don't know who paul higgins is he's just yep. me out of the thick of it and he's brilliant anyway yeah. uh, um, and they were working on black watch and word got mm-hmm. out that, uh, that that jordan did martial arts i don't know if he still does but he certainly used to he did that a lot
4: when he was younger and i think uh-huh. he
6: still kind of dabbles in does. it slightly slightly so mm-hmm. paul said in a bar right punch me really hard and jordan says that's not a good idea paul says come on punch me what well, you know paul's fit as a flea I mean, mm. you wouldn't want to punch that Paul Higgins guy, wouldn't you know? Because he's quite a kind of...
2: Nice fella.
6: Aye. Aye. But, no. but then if, if he's asked you, if he and if mm. he said to you, it's a deal breaker, if you don't punch me, we can't be friends. That oh, gives you a moral dilemma, doesn't upgrade So what he did was, uh, so uh, Paul said uh, to Jordan, oh, come on, come on, I really, really want you to punch me. And so Jordan did. He gave him one of them. And I've heard this from Paul's side, Paul flew backwards for about three yards, he was actually airborne, Aye. so I think i quite like Jordan in my corner.
2: That must be the story Greg was talking about earlier on Stevie, get me mixed up going flying. Aye, it was, was Paul
4: was, was, <laughs> it was,
6: it was <laughs> Higgins, so Jordan, I, so I've been, aye, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like. The thing about Jordan I'm is really? he's such a nice fella, he's, he's not going to get involved in a scrape. Oh, he's got a temper but, he's got a temper, he's got a stock fuse. I'm, I've never I've never pushed him I pa- See, I'm quite passive-aggressive myself. Aye. I'm one of those guys that will hold a grudge for 30 years and then, you know, I'll show Aye. up at your funeral and, you know, I'll, I'll say something then. Do you know what I mean?
0: So. Listen,
2: <laughs> all you standing around here crying, that man was an arsehole. Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jordan Young is the answer to that question and the next question brings more nicely to the next question. Best looking?
6: Best looking. I, okay, right, this is interesting, right? first series of fags mags and bags we saw radio 4 sitcom uh and um gus Beatty, the producer said that he managed to get a hold of k Van novak the phone jacker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant one of the best voice artists in the country fantastic fantastic right he showed up and this armani model walked in and i thought okay right where's k Van novak because a guy good at voices can't be that good looking he was it was that way where, and I asked Maureen Carr if you meet her. Maureen Carr was like, but don't. is it rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I was like that as well. I could have easily turned. I probably did for a week. Um, <laughs> Kay Van Novak is a good looking man. Aye. Like proper, or like I say, catwalk, good looking. And the bastard can do voices as well. And he's hugely talented and he could probably sing. This annoys me, right? Guys like Chris Hemsworth, I've not, not worked with him. Chris Hemsworth is funny. Stay in Thank your lane, Chris Hemsworth. Stay <laughs> in your lane.
5: Best you've played with.
6: I have to say, when, when I was doing scenes with Don't Steal, I mean, I was already on the back foot because I knew she was brilliant. And then I'm playing a partner, so I've got loads of scenes with her. And mm. I just watch her being so brilliant. And then just like cut, and then she's obviously, then we're talking about Tupperware. And then we're back on, and she's back in the moment. I saw her cry at exactly the same point in the same scene in five takes. I think the reason we did five takes was that a certain Stephen Burden kept laughing. <laughs> would it be that me mate, Scott Fletcher mate? It would be Scott Fletcher, she and right. you two get together. Right. Um, but I, I have to say that that was pretty amazing, um, I, I've had, I've had, the, see I did work with one of my heroes that was Steve Coogan, I'm in a show, I'm in a film called Stan and Ollie, I'm in it for one scene
2: Remember and I watched... I, I went yeah, to the and,
6: premiere. Oh because you were there at the uh, Cote Ridge? I went
2: to the premiere now.
6: Aye, so how good is Steve Coogan as Stan Laurel? So good, man. Class. And how good is how good is John C. Riley is? I, I as well? loved
2: the film. I thought the whole film was tremendous. It's a beautiful it's
6: film, film, isn't it? Yeah, it's,
2: it's an under-promoted movie. That that movie should have been in the Oscar running and stuff like that. Well, Everything. do you not think,
6: well, do you not think, Chris, that there's so much affection for Laurel and Hardy that it was under-promoted. Mm-hmm. People would mm-hmm. have absolutely flopped to see that film. I absolutely. think. Absolutely. Um, I went, you're right it went under the radar a bit but I would recommend to anyone I mean ignore the Asian guy that's supposed to be the manager of the Glasgow Empire right the rest of the film is brilliant and they are fantastic And uh, you were the only one that got a cheer I know <laughs> when, you, when you came up on the screen I everybody was like hey uh, you got to play the Ouija card now and then you know what I
5: mean? <laughs> who never gets the round in
6: me yeah. I am um, I am as tight as Nigel Farage's at uh, Mr. Gale Bulgaria um, <laughs> no, I, I, I have this kind of genetic tightness that comes from an immigrant family, and also my dad's really tight. I had to be actually trained by my own wife to, you know, why are we not taking the gift that person's says, It's not the Asian way. <laughs> Just gonna buy a gift, but it's, you know, <laughs> why are you not buying around? But because I'm also the youngest of three boys, so I was always like, what's everyone else doing? And so um, I'm, I'm trying to mend my ways, but I, I think I'm probably the tightest person I know. I think uh, one of the first
2: things I met you was in the GFT. And you were sitting in the bar. Waiting. And I say, I say, can I buy you a beer? And uh-huh. your, your eyes lit up like a my fucking eyes Christmas I was
6: <laughs> you know, sitting there giving off that vibe that, that, that I'm Scotland's Scotland's uh, most favourite shopkeeper, and I shouldn't have to put my hand in my pocket. <laughs> and it generally works.
5: Biggest bam up merchant.
6: Biggest wind up merchant. Um, oh, now Paul Riley. Paul Riley and now what was it? He he managed to get a fake number plate onto mark cox's car which just said ball bag and mark didn't notice for a full day and he was getting flashed and waved at, at the, on the m8 and he thought oh i must be looking particularly handsome today but paul somehow to this day i don't know where he got it had got this uh, ball bag number plate onto his car and i don't know how he managed it so paul, he's lucky he never get done for it oh <laughs> well, i know i know um because you could, on a technicality, you could absolutely get done for that, couldn't you? Uh, so I know Paul's a bit of a wind-up merchant. Also, Greg Hemple as well. Aye. He brought he brought this thing up. So we were rehearsing for Still Game Live, and we were rehearsing at this kind of gym hall, just uh, just in town, in the church. And uh, he brought this spray that his son had bought online, and it's actually called Liquid Ass. Have you heard of it? Right. smell is that one of the stuff that smells like shite? It, it smells... Yeah. I'd say more like... It's more like vomit. It's more like the... It actually smells like a gym floor. You know, that every gym floor smells like vomit and then they put soda on it. Uh, it was that, but to the power 100. And to <laughs> the extent that he... Greg started a story that was either a pigeon trapped or a dead body trapped in the vent. And the smell <laughs> was that bad that it was believable. And then when Ford and Greg were doing the, the kind of... The, the media rounds to promote the show, he took it with him. And I'm pretty sure when I'm John Mackay was interviewing them, they sprayed it in the studio. And if you watch it back, John's face, he's he's very professional, but you can see him (laughs) like that. His eyes look like that, like, like Jim White with your nauticue. His eyes are going like that. (laughs) What the hell is going on here? And uh, they they managed to keep a straight face, apparently. So, uh, Greg's about a a prankster too.
2: Top shagger.
6: Top shagger. Okay. Mm. I'm going to slightly redress the question. Mm-hmm. and say, who do I think is the most attractive person that I've worked with in terms no, of...
0: so we've
2: got a best looking one as well. No, no, no,
6: no. No, no. no, no. no but look, best looking doesn't equate to that. I'm talking about like animal magnetism and, and the person who probably is most successful in exploiting that animal magnetism. I think it's probably Richard Rankin. Ah, Rankin. Now, now, I've not strictly worked with Richard Rankin and I'd love to because I think he's brilliant. I've said this to him. I've said to him that he's He's very good at just being natural on screen, and that's mm. a real trick. I mean, anyone that's done continuing drama, right, like most of us have, know how hard that is. I think mm. Richard is very good at it. But also, I, I mean, I've heard stories, in fact, I think Jordan told me once, he said, Richard Rankin never really leaves the room alone. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just, and and, and and the thing is, when Richard and I, I the last couple of years when the Baptists have been on in Scotland, I've been doing the red carpet um, interviews. And me and Richard have a total homoerotic thing going on, where, where he totally chats me up and I totally take it, and uh, it's really quite—it's quite something to behold. We've got this thing, this kind of yearly flirtathon going on. So, I, <laughs> and, so I'm, it's almost like I'm locked in his beams, and I know what it's like to be, you know, in the eyes of Richard Rankin. He's a very attractive man. I was—I a-
2: was on the same oh. flight as him in New York once, and I you can—you can
6: totally see it. Oh, Definitely aye. what you're saying, man. How many trips did you make to the bathroom? I
2: don't know, He was, he, 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 was in,
1: he was in college. He was in college. I was in first class. <laughs> That's been it for us on football Daft. Thank you very much for listening. A um, couple of games like you spoke about still to come uh, to finish off the season here in Scotland. Cali versus St Johnston happening on Friday night. That's the up in Inverness to start with. Then the return leg on the Monday. Do you not know, think that game should be at Hamden? No, it shouldn't be a Hamden, but I would like to see it running over two legs, having a one-off game. Aye, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like a one-off. Stick it at Dice. Right, stick it like or or somewhere like Tannadice or Pitodrie or something like that, and ah, it needs to be. A, it needs to be a stadium that looks
2: all right. But John, you can't ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tannadice looks as if somebody's got all the, all the wee spare bits of Lego and tried to build a stadium at it. Do you know what I
1: mean? I mean, you see, that's a funny thing. You say that. What are the best looking grounds in Scotland? Tain Ty- Castle, from I love Tain. Easter Road,
2: Easter Road looks Easter good. Road,
1: now. Easter Road looks good now. Aye, I'll give but you Tain
2: Castle for the outside. Looks like a school.
1: It does, aye, aye. But inside the stadium's tremendous. It's I the- like
2: Livingston Stadium, even though it's a, even though it's a, uh, like the, the pitch is plastic. The actual stadium itself is quite nice.
1: Mcdermott Park's not bad. Aye, true. You true. fill in the court. It's just the there's the big gaps in the corners at Mcdermott Park that I don't I don't like. I'm just trying to think. I mean, obviously you've got the New York Stadium, Falkirk Stadium, which is missing the side, so we can't uh, do that. But it does mean how the Killers are playing. The Killers are playing there really soon, so. Are I they? Ah, the killers are playing there in a couple of weeks' time. Best performance at the Falkirk Stadium all season, one would say. Oh. Um, hey. um but yeah, uh, yeah, a one off game. But so Inverness Cali, St Johnson, uh who do you see coming out? we we talked about it. like St Johnson for you, Chris, or do you think Inverness Cali and Billy Dodge can do it?
2: I've got a feeling that Cali are gonna are gonna do it. Really? I, I, I do. I think they are. I, I think Billy Dodge has got them playing well and they're all playing for each other as well. So Aye,
1: I've got a feeling, Callie, i want going to do that. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing is, it's in a away trip to Inverness, isn't it? Don't want to be going up there. Nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys that. But uh, I, I can't see past St. John's. I think, I think they ended up the season all right, all right-ish. Uh, but I think their players—they've got. I mean, you look at. I mean, it's pretty much they missed, you know, like the, the boys that went down south, McCann and what have you. But Aye. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think St John's have got enough in it to to stay up in the Premiership. And then uh, the Scottish Cup final on Saturday, of course, 3 o'clock kickoff. We asked Jason, we talked about this, can Rangers pick themselves up uh, and do it against Hearts? Or do you think they'll find it hard and Hearts will be able to do them?
2: You remember when they had the games against Leipzig and Celtic and you said... If they lose against Celtic, they'll beat Leipzig and if they Yeah,
1: yeah, beat, I remember that's that.
2: the way I feel now. Yeah. the fact I think the fact that they've lost the Europa League final is a huge, huge bonus going into this game because I think they'll rebound fit and I think that they could hammer hearts on Saturday.
1: Oh really? I I do. Mate. I think
2: I think it could be three or four.
1: Right. Okay then. Um. Well, I, I. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard call. I think it'll be a cracking game. I think it'll be a really good game, but I think Rangers are going to find it really hard to pick themselves up. The only the one thing is
2: you, uh, the disappointment of losing. Fair enough, Like they've also went through one hundred and twenty minutes in yeah. that in that frying pan, yeah. City. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean. So. The atmosphere like, would be really interesting I, I mean i think the rangers supporters our oh, oh, again got the supporters will go one way that they're still feeling hurt from wednesday and it will find it hard to to lift that or do you think they, i they, think they will still be hung over me well that's that, <laughs> that is, that is very true that is very true so yeah it should be good I, but i think hearts might just edge that i'm sorry gado and stephen um so yeah oh final games of the season this weekend and then we're kind of r- r- wrapped up. Uh, last rangers daft will be next week um, and then football we will be going, still going with the podcast because we don't really talk about football match in depth. Other podcasts may quit for over-the-course season. We don't because we just talk mostly daft stuff anyway, so we'll keep going um, but you can uh, get involved like say patreon.com forward slash football daft. get all the content we've got up there. Uh, what are we are going to call this week's episode, Chris?
0: Um...
2: One and a
1: half, man. One and a half, man, is a good episode title. Brilliant. We'll go with that. Uh, Until next time, here on Football Daft, we're up the road.
0: Audio Frontier.